The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. Uh, happy International Women's Day, everybody. Uh, Yay. <laughs> Yay. I, I'm joined by Sue Timberlake. Hey there. Uh, uh, Pocky Wheeland. Hello. Uh, uh, also, who does Bread and Roses. And uh, Stacy Cooney running the board. So, uh, indeed, I'm, I'm surrounded by dames. <laughs> <laughs> it's the A team. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> I can't hear my eyes rolling. But <laughs> Me, they are. <laughs> Actually, we could kind of hear your eyes rolling, I think. The listeners were listening very carefully. <laughs> I don't know. Th- that mic might not have been enough to pick them up. but. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, before we get into talking about stuff, uh, I did just want to touch on, uh, we love to hear from our listeners. Um, and you can get in touch with us in a few different ways. Uh, civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org is our email. At civilpoliticsfm is the Twitter. Facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio is our community there. And our own special website with links to the uh, things we talk about, special supplemental episodes, and recordings of previous shows is civilpoliticsradio.com. We tried to make it complicated so people couldn't <laughs> find us. You know. Right, so um, so Pocky, uh, you're here tonight as our, one of our, our special guests. It's good to have you back. Thank you very much. Nice and, to be here. And in the second world half of, traveler. Yes. Well, in the second half of the show, I want to hear about your recent visit to Iran, and and uh, well, you can explain the whole thing about it then. But like the first half, I want to sort of touch on some of the news that we've talked about or, or that's happened in the past week, and that's uh, why I wind up taking the whole thing. But, like, to me, the thing that I've really been thinking about a lot, and that seems to uh, really connect to the whole mission of civil politics, uh, you know, talking about discourse and trying to figure out how to be civil about things, and also maybe connect a little bit to International Women's Day. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Um, I, I was thinking about the uproar that started when people were condemning uh, Congresswoman uh, Ilan Omar of Minnesota, who was uh, commenting uh, on the influence of APAC, the American Israeli, uh, not political action committee, but no, it's yeah, I, ca- I can't remember what the P stands for, but you know, it's uh, a political coalition or something like that. Um, or I should have looked that up. I was like, oh yeah, I'll remember that. No, but I don't. Um, Anyway, it's... Uh, it's the American-Israel Public Affairs Committee. There you go. <clears throat> so, uh, which... Is funded by Israel. I think so. But, yes. I mean, you know, it's it's perfectly legitimate for Israel to have a... Lobbying. Lobbying committee. I mean, just like any nation. It's just, like... Just as a point of order, I think it's also bankrolled by a lot of conservative Americans, yeah. um, including probably uh, Sheldon Adelson. Adelson probably gives them a fair oh, yeah. chunk I'm, of change. So I'm, I'm just sure. to be, you know, precise. Yeah, it, it, they have interests. They're an interest group. It's 
I'm, I'm, and that's fine. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, condemn the existence of the group. Are we pussyfooting around? <laughs> well, that is kind of the kind of the, kind of the issue because I was thinking, uh, I was thinking about this and not to, yeah, yeah, not so to I, use that word inappropriately, but right. Well, no, treading carefully like a kitty, um, <laughs> which is something I'm very down for doing. <laughs> um, I'm a huge allerophile, but um, yeah, re- realizing that. You know, I'm I'm absolutely not an anti-Semite. You know, like I don't like I don't care about these. You know, like like the the the, the quote-unquote Jewish question. Like there isn't one. It's like they're people. They they're, they're people, just like me. Whatever, you know. But realizing that as soon as one starts talking about uh, uh, these, uh, like the political influence of. APAC, for example, as a lobbying group, uh, uh, Israel as a nation and its right to exist, and realizing, like, wait, what does that mean exactly? And, like, what am I saying yes to? I say, of course Israel has a right to exist. Well, I mean, it does, you know, like, and, and people have a right to live there, and, and but, hmm. So, I'm... I'm all, tri- all people have a right to exist. Right, so I'm tripping over this... Although before, not to, like, step yeah. on... Yeah. You know. But I'm tripping over this before I even get started, so I'm not sure exactly how to set the table for this. So if one of you guys wants to... Let, let me join in for Please. just a minute. Because yep. I think the, one of the, the issues is uh, a foreign entity, a foreign country, uh, using its influence the way it does, Israel does through APAC, uh, is very questionable. In fact, a number of organizations, a number of entities have, have challenged that and try to bring it to court, and has been uh, have been unsuccessful in doing that. So, uh, so I think naming it is an important first step. Well, and I think that's what Ilar Omar, um, uh, Ilhan, Ilhan Omar. I knew I was mispronouncing it. Yeah. Had said, and that's the thing that people keep pointing to. That she said basically. Um, that people are being asked to pledge allegiance to a foreign nation, and everyone is talking about how that is the the bridge too far. That she said that. Um, I, if you all don't mind, says it all the time. If, if you all don't mind, <laughs> yeah. I'd like to read a, um, a fairly short. Uh, Fire away. <laughs> bit of uh, of a Chuck Schumer Democrat, remember? Uh, a the, the, the senator from New York and currently uh, House uh, Senate Minority Leader. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who uh, had spoken at APAC. And so this is what he had to say. The fact of the matter is that too many Palestinians and too many Arabs do not want any Jewish state in the Middle East. Of course we say it's our land. The Torah says it, but they don't believe in the Torah. So that's the reason there is not peace. They invent other reasons, but they do not believe in a Jewish state. And that is why we in America must stand strong with Israel through thick and thin. Oh, when was this? Uh, This was back in, nope, this was Wednesday, this was published Wednesday, March 7th, 2018. So just last year, just last year, a year ago yesterday. Oh, that's, that's, uh, I don't like that. No. (laughs) Mm -mm. Of course, I'm a Republican, so I pronounce it Furners. So, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, I have to live up to my namesake in the show, but so, so. But that's problematic. I mean, that's why Trump was somewhat yeah. successful by saying, you know, U.S. first. It, it's well, it's a it's a strange time. Well, so like 
the 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 simple formulation that let that that I, I that came to me a few days ago thinking about this that that sort of said like I want to I want to say this on the air and like you know talk about it and kick it around with people who are you know maybe not as dumb as I am um, is that so like Israel has a right to exist and we should support it it's like okay but what does that mean exactly and. Like, what is supporting Israel's right to exist? I mean, what what is that signing us up for? What is that leading us to say we won't support in terms of the interests of the other human beings who live there who would identify as Palestinian? And, and then it, it occurred to me, hey, you know, um, so is Israel a democracy that was founded by Jews or is it a Jewish democracy? Because the United States, there are plenty of people on the right wing, you nasty Republicans, <laughs> you, who want to make the United States into a Christian democracy. Atheist here. Right. As Me too. As, as opposed to a democracy that was, broadly speaking, founded by Christians. And, you know, we have the separation of church and state enshrined in our laws because, hey, they were all mostly descended from the English and they remembered, oh, English history. <laughs> And, and and how ugly that could get. But, you know, like... I believe that Israel has a national religion, and, and, an official religion. And I'm, I realize, like, it's not that it's Jewish. I'm like, I'm worried about any kind of theocracy. You know, I'm worried about Saudi Arabia, in part because it's a theocracy. I'm worried about Iran, because mm-hmm. it's a theocracy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm worried about the Vatican, because it's a theocracy. Also, when you talk tack on Saudi Arabia being a monarchy, that's another thing I, I'm, like, really suspicious of. Like, I believe in democracy... For real re- democracies, yes, in, in, in p- human participation in the in the affairs of their own society, and having a say in, you know, how a society governs itself and how it uses its its surplus resources and and so forth. Like that's what politics is about, and I think democracy is the least crappy way of doing that I've, I, I I'm aware of. <laughs> you know, like as as Winston Churchill famously said, democracy is the worst form of government until you try all the others. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and and uh, and I think you know we we have lots of struggles with what it means. You know, is how is our democracy functioning, and how is it not functioning? But but I want to go back to something because Please. because one of the the questions was her use of language, uh, Omar's use of language mm. that. Uh, some Jewish friends of mine have said those were anti-Semitic tropes. Now, if I, oh, I were, know which one you're talking about. if I were Jewish and, and steeped in that, I would know it. I don't know it. It was it was that was news to me, and I would dare say it was news to uh, Omar too. Could be. Well, and I think that it's also important to challenge that idea that just because someone says something that you take a certain way doesn't necessarily mean they meant it that way. So for instance, one of the big ones they keep pointing to, like Benjamin's, I said earlier, yeah. was the idea of allegiance to a foreign nation and yes. that and people are calling that out as, you know, having been horrible. And I just read that Chuck Schumer quote. That That's horrible. <laughs> it's a truth that there that politicians in America are told to support Israel over everything else. And I firmly believe that because of things like this. And that is allegiance to a foreign nation. It's just, it is. It it doesn't mean that people who are supporting that are necessarily bad people. It doesn't mean that anything, you know, is uniquely different about Jewish people. It's just that because there's so many different people, and I want to be sure to 
to again point out that a lot of this is actually coming not from Jewish people, but from evangelical Christians who have this idea that if they support Israel and do all these things, then they will usher in the second coming. So it's important to remember that this isn't just about Jews. This is all also about, uh, you know, evangelical Christians. And so to say that that is not a true statement is just wrong on its face. And yet I, I totally understand, like, where they're coming from. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm an atheist, you know, was raised Episcopalian, so, you know, whatever. But, it, like, I understand because there's a there's a there, there it does get tricky when you're when the discourse about how about on a subject like runs into issues of longstanding prejudice and and, and violence. You know, like it's tricky to talk about uh, you know the black experience in America if you're a white dude like me without you know like there are things without I have tripping to, over things right I have to be careful you know. Um, and, it, it, and the same is true when it comes to the experience of, of Jewish people, because there are two sort of longstanding sort of thrusts. I, well, three, but I mean, like, you know, I have zero interest in the whole, you know, they killed Christ thing, which is just dumb. You know, all that nonsense. Because it was actually the Italians. I know. It's <laughs> the Romans. You know. Uh, uh, Another foreign group. Right. <laughs> don't don't trust the Romans. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, and the whole, all that crap about, or like, Greeks gifts. the blood libel and all that horse crap. But, um, you know, the, they are not, they're not, they're not one of us. They're not actually loyal to our, our people. They're, they're secretly loyal to, you know, the, the hidden conspiracy, you know, the protocols of the elders of Zion, you know, incredible, incredibly uh, racist lie. And also the idea of like, you know, well, you know, the secret cabal of Jewish bankers that controls everything. So like calling out like the influence of, of Jewish money in politics is fraught because we don't want to be like, you know, it's, like we're not saying the Rothschilds control everything or whatever. We're saying money controls politics, and you know uh, that that is true. The NRA has a lot of influence on our politics. You know, Exxon Mobil has a lot of influence on our politics. You know, uh, it, it, they they just do, and but, they're certainly not like like you know Exxon Mobil does not equal Jewish <laughs> no, at all. But but I think you know the, the as a shareholder what you're leading to and and I think it's important to focus on this for a moment is that um when Donald Trump was much more uh anti-semitic uh than anything uh, uh Omar had to say it, it was just overlooked it's just glossed over and I think that what it what this says to me is the the interface of both anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and look, look at the threats that got made against and, her. And oh. misogyny, because yes. she's female absolutely. too. She's yes. a she's absolutely. a vulnerable mm-hmm. calf separated from the main herd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so I think I mean so I am delighted that the Congress took the stand it did. In, in its vote. I was going to say, what did they eventually to, vote on? Because I didn't They, they the... condemned anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, uh, racism. And, you know, and, and I've heard the, the critique, you know, it doesn't go far enough. It goes. And that's what I think is important. It's, it, it is down in print 
that this body will not tolerate anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, and racism. And I think there are a few more things, but those mm-hmm. those were the big three. And uh, and I think and they are a big three. They Absolutely. are a big three. Yes. Um, everybody you know, in this room, we're on radio, but everybody in this room does have pale skin. So I mean, you know, like we're take that grain of salt with us. But yeah, uh, right. I, one, two, three. We all hate racism. You know, we do. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so so I think you know it, it's really important to look at when this Congress makes these steps forward. And I'm, I'm very curious about. The, the 23 people who voted against it. <laughs> you know, it's like, really? I hope they did roll call vote. <laughs> I, I, I think they, they did. did. Oh, and incidentally, I, ju- I just want to say, so, uh, you know, criticism of, uh, con- uh, of, of Representative uh, Omar for her, you know, saying anti-Semitic things. Her statement. And, and yeah. we're, we're, we're precisely arguing about, well, uh, did she really? Uh, you know, like, like I, I, I don't think she did in the end, but... Like I said, there, there's there's issues in history to juggle with. On the other hand, uh, flat out racist white supremacist, rep, you know, Representative Stephen King of Iowa should be in first in line for those sanctions, right? right? He voted <laughs> or censuring. Pre- I believe he voted present. <laughs> He's like, well, I mean, you know, I don't want to say no, but at the same time, you know, racism and you know. Those are my jam, you know. I mean, the, you know, the the guy associates with Holocaust. Deniers. I'm surprised he didn't have some important meeting to go to, so he could have right. The vote. Exactly. The final vote was 407 to 23. All of the no votes came from Republicans, including their number three conference chairwoman Liz Cheney of Wyoming. Dick Cheney's daughter. Oh yeah. Cheney was among oh, the first. Three no votes recorded, and several other Republicans seemed to follow her lead. Any other names that you The recognize? first member on the board as a no was, I, I'm, if we had more time, I'd ask you to guess, because you could probably get it, but Texas Representative of course it was. Louis Gohmert. Oh, Gohmert. Right. I, yeah. I would have guessed Steve King of Iowa, but since I happen to know that he apparently voted present, I'm like, yeah, otherwise... Louis Gohmert, sure. Apparently, he said it didn't go far enough. Really? Uh huh. Yeah. And uh, how did how did <laughs> no, it, he Pence... didn't he didn't like that it didn't didn't directly call her out is what he's saying by that right. statement. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, how about Representative Pence? How did he vote? He's not a representative. He's yes, vice president. Uh, no, his brother. Oh yes. Um. Yeah. Look at the twenty-three names. Jeez, I don't know. We'll have to out them. I'll have to. <laughs> You'll have to give... Oh, the no votes are... Look at you knowing things that I don't know. What are you doing on this show? <laughs> she uh, Chris the Collins of and... New York. Really? Yep. Uh, uh, yeah. Let's see. Peter King of New York. There's another not surprising name. Yes. Yep. Um, nope. No Pence. Uh-huh. Interesting. But most of the usual subs, sub, uh, suspects. sub suspects, <laughs> bleh, I can't talk. Suspects. Uh, Chip Roy of Texas. Andy Biggs of Arizona. Mm. Mo Brooks of Alabama. Not surprising. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's I, a vote I mean, that's going to go down in history. That's that's great that they're on the record. I think. Yeah. That's, Paul yep. Gosar of Arizona. Yep. He's the fellow. If you remember, uh, like, like 
like four or five of his brothers and sisters oh, did a campaign ad saying, oh, yes. Paul's a terrible choice. Yes. <laughs> Don't vote for him. Yes. Was, that was brilliant. It was beautiful. rivalry. Yeah. I, I wish Isn't it were that. is politics fun? I mean, really, where else could you get this kind uh, of entertainment? I don't know about that, but yeah. Woo! Yes. <laughs> But that's great. I'm glad mm. they got it on the record. I'm glad they adjusted it so that it actually did something of substance and of yeah, of uh, instead of trying to. Uh, I yeah. just I just find it so hypocritical. All this well, stuff and, is just and, and and this whole issue in part comes about because uh, I I understand absolutely people saying like wait, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, like like go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Collins noted, for example, that Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses were excluded, while, this is my favorite, Mark Walker of North Carolina said the resolution didn't mention Christians. Yeah. Um, there's mean, a reason for that. Well, there are, I mean, there are Christian communities in this on this planet that do face, you know, oppression, but they're not y- here yes. in the U.S. <laughs> no. I mean, unless I really miss something. Sure. I'm I'm worried about Coptic Christians in the Middle East. I'm not worried about uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> evangelicals in America. I... Well, actually, I do worry about them, but not... Not in that way. way. Not for their... <laughs> yes. So, here yeah. we are. Um, Fun, huh? <laughs> I think we've played that one out. Um, <laughs> no, I'm sure we can say more, but... <laughs> but, 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 well, just the, the confluence of... Uh, like, I understand people being concerned about, you know, wait, when you're talking about the influence of money in politics as it relates to, to Israel and Jews, like, tread carefully, uh, 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 Representative Omar. But on the other hand, you know, that flyer that went up in the state house in, in West Virginia that, you know, says, you forgot 9-11, you put this woman in Congress. Like, mm, yeah, okay. So that's, that's Islamophobic. And, uh, you know, she's a dark-skinned uh, uh, woman. So, I mean, like, hey, you're getting sexism and racism mixed in there, too. And that's... Oh, a twofer. <laughs> that's a triple threat. <laughs> <laughs> so I have an issue just sort of along this line. And sure. Um, yeah, I'm sure you all remember when um, Benjamin Netanyahu came, was not invited by Obama, but was right. invited by the, the Senate, I think, or the... Yeah, the House. Was it the House? Paul Ryan. And that whole... To address Congress, yeah. Oh, and that whole process. And I felt very awful about that, regardless of my politics. I just didn't like the idea somebody was, you know, trying to influence our election. It's just... Oh, yeah. It's, absolutely. It, yeah, it's, and it's like, man, that's just so un-American in my perspective, you know, from my definition of Americanism. And it's that kind of stuff that makes me very nervous. And, you know, yeah. I, I say that as, you know, sort of this really fearful Republican, right? You guys think I'm really afraid of everything. But uh, I, well, that you does... are. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it really gave me pause. It's like, oh, my God, who's paying the Congress to do this? You know, what... what when you have a group of very interested men, you always have to be a little careful why they're so interested in whatever it is, you know. And then you do you follow the money, and you're not allowed to say that if the influence is Jewish, right? That's the that's sort of the trip wire. Yeah. Well, and I think that the whole uh, question about being able to talk about Israel in this country, I mean, it's just become this huge minefield, and you it's know, a litmus test. I it's it just seems absolutely un-American to me. I mean, I know. I take that back. It's completely American mm-hmm. when I actually think about it. Yes. The Where idea we that we should say, 
oh no, there's nothing to see there, move along. They're our allies, period. Um, because, you know, I just... That's I think in Chavarin, Noriega, you know, the list goes on and on of all the... The current war in Yemen. Yeah, the places <sighs> that we've done horrible things, but we... we and yet in some other place where it's sort of a minor issue, we go right after it. Well, and, and, and if, you know, like... If the, there's something of interest the, the, the national policy of getting things through violence goes back before the founding of this nation, because, I mean, yes. my ancestors showed up and started killing the locals. All right. Oh, it's, yes. it's hilarious. Um, but I think that, you know, we need, we're going to have a big reckoning in this country at some point yes. with all of these, you know, I mean, people are trying to push through these bills that are anti-BDS, that are basically trying to tell people that they can't say that the way that Israel treats Palestinians is not okay. I mean, even just saying that at some point, they're trying to basically make to be criminal. And I just, it's just... And wasn't there a boycott it's, and all the people they're trying to boycott got sued? And yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. a mess. Well, the ACLU has taken this on because this is totally illegal to say you can't boycott. You can't. I mean, this is ridiculous. That, yeah. That's one of our fundamental rights. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's freedom of speech. Well, and but, I, but I, I'm curious. And, and, of, I, and yeah, I think also, we definitely, if people are going to protest and, and, you know, oppose Israel's policies in various ways. Boycotting, boycotting and divesting, that's, that's the way you want people to oppose Israel, right? You don't want people saying like, well, since we can't do it peacefully, let's go get guns. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. That is. I exactly. Mean, Actually, that's how, a little American how, right there. How, uh, you <laughs> Scary. Know, the apartheid state of South Africa. Oh, I remember that when you everybody know, yeah, mm-hmm. pulled yeah. all their money out. Yeah. The yeah. Companies that that, out. that yeah. is the hope. I, I, yeah. I was in high school at the time, and I remember people also criticizing how it wouldn't do any good and all kinds of stuff like that, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it did. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it is... It, it is certainly, I understand. It's certainly freedom of speech, right? Yeah. If a corporation can do it, can people do it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, speaking of litmus test. <laughs> yeah. You know, people aren't corporations. The idea that we should have equal rights to our corporate overlords is just, it's really pushing it. Uh, <laughs> by the way, um, Northampton took a vote last night to... Um, to get Massachusetts to change its state seal. Speaking of Native Americans and sort oh, of... Oh, good. Yeah, yeah and yeah. it's I think it was a first reading, but they're trying yeah, to force it's the, this... Yeah, because it has Squanto on it, doesn't it? Does yeah, it? I think it does. From yeah. the, uh, you know, Plymouth yeah. Colony, yeah. And then there's like a sword over yeah. <laughs> with a disembodied uh, arm holding a sword 20, on the top. Um, 20 years ago <laughs> on the Mass Pike, they just took the arrow out of the pilgrim's hat, but right. they kept the pilgrim's hat. So On the but, Mohawk Trail. Yeah, yeah. well, no, on, no, no, on Mass the Mass Pike. On the Mass Pike. Oh, yeah, on the, Mass the symbol Pike. Yeah. used to be a pilgrim hat with an arrow through it. That's no. right. Yeah, oh, yep. and I was God. looking at it the other oh, yeah. day going, oh, that's right, they pulled that arrow out of there. <laughs> Anyway, um, and uh, Lindsay Sabadoza was there, and Joe Comerford couldn't make it, but it was a pretty good city council meeting in Northampton last night, and um, it was interesting. A lot of people got up and spoke to the real fundamentals of why it's important and sort of the whole issue of the... And there's only two states that still have um, sort of stereotypical Native Americans on their flag, and it's us and, I think, Mississippi. It's just, and everybody's like, I still, a strange <laughs> I still love that town in uh, New York that literally has 
uh, on its on its seal, it's a white settler choking a Native American, and they had a vote about it, and they voted to keep it. <laughs> we should find out who that town yeah, is. Yeah, I don't Post remember. It, but it, I was on, it was on either Stephen Colbert yeah. or something like that. Commemorating an actual like wrestling match yes. that actually yep. happened. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh boy. Huh. Oh, well, boy. yes, we do have uh, quite a history. So when you say this this behavior is American. It is. It's not what we aspire to, and I think no. you know that's what I I hearken back to the Bill of Rights, and I think without that, uh, we'd really be lost. We'd be <laughs> like just everybody else, right? Yeah. But <laughs> I forgot it's Whitesboro. <laughs> Whitesboro. What's in what state? In Whitesboro, in, in New, New York. York. Yeah. Oh, in New York. All right, listeners. Yep. It is not April first. <laughs> no, today it's is a true story. March eighth. It's International <laughs> Women's Day. It is not. I had April forgotten Fool's how Day. amazing that was. Uh, yeah. Okay. And they weren't even ashamed. Nope. They took a vote and they kept it. Well. <sighs> So we, we, we may have come a long so, way, baby, but we've got a long way to we're go. We're still better than that. <laughs> At we least are. ours only has the threat of violence on it. Uh. It doesn't have actual violence on yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't remember that there there was a sword on the Massachusetts seal, but I haven't looked yeah, at it in God knows how long. I am in no way game We have to look you. at the, uh, during I just, the break, durr. we'll look at the seal. So we're right. I just, I just yeah. remember like... You know, it has uh, like an actual person on there, uh, and it, it it wasn't like it's not like it's a Cleveland Indians logo that's a racist caricature no, it's or whatever. A, well, yep, I see, see what. there is the it's it's above the shield. Oh, there is I a see, yes. disembodied arm holding a sword <laughs> of Damocles over the poor uh, Native American. I mean, what is the? I, I I'm I'm wondering if that's some kind of you know Puritan religious symbolism or something, but. <laughs> Keep it trying, says, well, it's, it's I'm the, okay the with motto, updating it. <laughs> the motto on it says, by the sword we seek peace, but peace only under liberty. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. If, if well, the Indian was holding the sword, that might not be so offensive. So Something we need to fix. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> it's, it's a small thing. But it's still a thing we need to fix so I think here North, in my home state. I think Northampton's one of the first cities to take the vote. I think there may be one other city. Uh-huh. I know that at least one other has already yeah. done it. Yeah. But I think we're like number two, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, and maybe not have a Latin motto. I mean. Well, I also doing. Because uh, what have the Romans did? To, no, mm-hmm. What have the Romans ever done for us? <laughs> well, <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to Jesus with them. <laughs> No, wait, it was Italian. Brawl right? peace. <laughs> well, the it aqueduct. Romans, but they evolved into Italians. <laughs> yeah. But, but the, um, I mean, the other thing is... Everyone is guilty here. Yes. <laughs> the, um, uh, the shifting the Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day. We did that, too, I think, in did, Northampton. Did. Yeah, well, we should. Yeah. Well, we and talked about it, yeah. but uh, I don't know if it's become official. I, I thought uh, Northampton did. I might be wrong. I'm not sure if the whole state did. But. No, I don't think the state yeah. did. I think no. Northampton and about four other towns. Yeah. 500 towns. I think Cambridge did. You know. And I and I don't know if Plymouth, Cambridge definitely did. Plymouth Cambridge did. always does that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the year that the um, Native Americans... Um, Went to Plymouth Rock and took it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it wasn't well protected. I thought that was great. It was amazing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, we're taking this back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> looks like it was passed by the city council in 2016. Yeah, that sounds At a right. unanimous vote, so. Here yeah. in Northampton. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just noticing we do actually, Ooh. we are actually at the oh. halfway point of the show. We're on to I'm sorry. Next, I'm 
So we're going to play a few PSAs, promos, station IDs, and then we're going to come back. And Pocky, you're going to tell us about the trip you took to Iran to like... I don't know. You're wearing this shirt that says "Peace with Iran," yes, which is imagine that. Yeah, just I. <laughs> We're gonna have to talk about that shirt when we come back. Yeah, I. I <laughs> so you read Farsi, do you? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I barely manage English, but you know. <laughs> Stefan doesn't he speak Arabic? He speaks Arabic. Yeah, right? well, we'd love to get him back on yeah. uh, in our studio. He's, he's an interesting he's so busy. guy. Anyway, we're gonna Almost. do that whole uh, play some messages and then come back in just a few minutes. So. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. Hi, I'm Charlie. I fight fires and I save lives. My name's Renee. I'm a cardiologist. I save lives. My name's Anthony. I'm an EMT. I save lives. You don't have to be a professional to save a life. Firefighters, doctors, and others save lives. You can too. Don't wait. To learn more about the warning signs and how you can help prevent suicide, visit save.org. In a crisis, Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. I'm Rachel Maddow with the Pioneer Valley Planning Commission and the Franklin Regional Council of Governments for Valley Free Radio. Reminding you that legally, bicycles are vehicles and bicyclists have the same rights and responsibilities and should observe the same rules as motorists. For more information on bicycle rights and safety, go to www.massbike.org. Classical music on Valley Free Radio. Tune in to Andy Musique Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m. for an hour of beautiful music to start your day. Hosted by Lucy and Larry. Did you know there is a CSA from which you can get locally brewed beer shares? Or that there is a delivery service that can bring produce from local farms to your door every week? Farm to Fork is a radio program dedicated to revealing the history of the food system in the Pioneer Valley and exploring the bounty the valley has to offer. The program tackles the complex issues surrounding food, drink, and every kind of nutrient with their individual production schemes and consumer markets. These topics and more Tuesdays at 7 p.m. on Farm to Fork, Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, WXOJLP, Northampton. Fresh Sounds with your host, Ron Freshly, Tuesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WXOJLP, bringing you the music of Bud Powell, Wardell Gray, Art Blakey, Duke Ellington, Abby Lincoln, Tad Dameron, Yousef Latif, Bix Beiderbeck, Cassandra Wilson, Tom Harrell, Jane Ira Bloom, and thousands more. You work hard for your wages, so you need to know most workers should receive at least the federal minimum wage and hopefully more. Also, most workers should receive overtime if they work more than 40 hours in seven days. These are the laws for everyone, documented or not. Have questions about your wages? Call the U.S. Department of Labor Wage and Hour Division. It's free and confidential. Call 1-866-487-9243. That's 1-866-4-US-WAGE. We can help. A message from the U.S. Department of Labor. VFR listeners, this is Bob Balo. I'm at the controls in the VFR studio every Monday morning from 6 till 9 a.m. I play music and I talk. And I give the time and temperature. Also, I drink a lot of coffee. Then I go home. But I faithfully return every Monday morning, 6 till 9 a.m. on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP Northampton. 
Nerd Night NoHo is proud to support Valley Free Radio, where a monthly speaker series featuring experts from the community talking about art, culture, and science. You can find us at noho.nerdnight.com. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. Uh, Stacey Cooney's running the board, and I'm here with Sue Timberlake and special guest Paki Whelan. And Paki, you were just in Iran trying I, to make peace. I was, Tell yes. Us which, what it's really like. <laughs> yes. Well, it was amazing. Um, I mean, it's it's quite beautiful. It's quite stark there. And Tehran looks a little like um, the way it's situated. It looks a little like Tucson. There are mountains all around mm. it. Only it's a little more beautiful because the mountains are higher, and there were snow-capped mountains. Oh, so it was quite beautiful. I love Tucson. Yeah, and and uh, and it has the same kind of smog too. Ugh. But that's the thing I didn't um, like about Tucson. Right, <laughs> but um, but the what happened uh, time and again was people would ask who we are, and where we were from, and we would say the U.S. and they would look at us quizzically and they would say America and they go, oh, America, we love Americans. And, and in spite of our and, sanctions, well, yes, yes, you see, because they have a sophistication, knowing that we didn't cause the sanctions. That you are like I am, says the the Iranian. We want to live in peace. peace. We want food security. We want air security. We want we want to raise our children to to grow up. Damn, damn you know? right. Yeah, and um, I don't even have and, kids, and, and I want so that. so they were they were really. Quite wonderful and and welcoming. They they gifted us everywhere we went. You know where people expected us, and and you know so so one of our concerns. So we we formed this peace delegation because, as you all know, the the saber rattlers in Washington D.C. really every time you turn around when they're not oh distracted by Venezuela yeah. or uh, North Korea. John the uh, Mustache Bolton. <laughs> yes, that that they say. Ah, it's that Iran, which is the destabilizer, who said that. That was Pompeo, but I'm sure Bolton has said variations on that. Right. Oh, yeah. uh, the destabilizer of the Middle East, uh, when in fact, um, this is an obsession. I mean, if these were, you know, if you were the psychiatrist, you might want to put them on medication or uh, right. lock them up. The, the destabilizer of the United States at this point is, well, actually. You can point a few fingers, but it, it, the, the United States, well, like 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 ever since we invaded Iraq for no particular reason. You know? Well, I think that it's really important to remember, too, um, from the historical perspective, that we're the ones who destabilized Iran. And Darn so, right. you know, Iran was By actually deposing uh, Mossadegh. Yes, Iran was actually a very cosmopolitan, very forward thinking, very uh, liberal state until we decided that we were, we didn't like them because they didn't, they weren't sufficiently obsequious to us. And so we destroyed their culture. What was our interest? Or at least we tried, I should say. 
yeah, yeah. We, we tried to destroy their, their country. I mean, in, in 1952, Mossadegh was elected, and in 1953, thanks to Kermit Roosevelt and other members of the, uh, of the CIA, yep. there was a coup. Because his great crime was nationalizing oh, oil. Oh, he nationalized yep. oil. Yep. I knew that. I'd yes, forgotten yeah, that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that's a move, huh? Um, yeah. You know, and, and it's one of the questions I love to ask is, you know, where do you start the clock? You know, do you start it in 1953? Do you start it in 1918? Uh, do you start it in 1979? 79 you know? is real. And, and with yeah, the, the, the hostage crisis. Well, with the the, the, is the yeah. birth of the Islamic Republic, which yes. is celebrating right now its 40th anniversary. Yeah. And uh, so, well, you know. You don't get 1979 without 1953, I think. So. Right. And, and you know, and everything that, that transpired in between. You know, a, a friend of mine said recently, well, didn't the U.S. have great relationships with, a great relationship with uh with Iraq, with Iran, before 1979, and I said, "Well, it depends on what you mean by a good relationship, <laughs> exactly. owning the government, or yeah, yeah. right, mm. or being um, friends of the people." But um, I mean, who doesn't love a brutal dictatorship with a murderous secret police? I mean, right. you know. All right, Sounds. folks, you can't see this, but all of our hands just went <laughs> up. Yeah. But but one of the things that, that was really interesting was we we met with the uh, the foreign uh, the what is he the foreign minister. Right. Mm -hmm. um, his name is Mohammed Jarad Javad uh, Zarif, and you may have read about him in recently because we met with him on uh, I think on Wednesday Monday afternoon or Tuesday afternoon, and he resigned that night. Oh, after yeah. we met you, huh? yeah. I did. And, 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 what did uh, you do? <laughs> well. I'm glad you asked. I remember because no, I I didn't hear about this. Yeah, no. and they were saying that he um, played a a really important role, but he had been sidelined recently or yeah. something. He, something was going on. He, he had been sidelined that day. There was a, a meeting with um, Assad, who came right. to uh, Iran, and he wasn't From invited. Syria. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hafez Assad, the, the yeah the yeah. president. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. Um, the uh, the thing that was very interesting. Whether well, I'll give you the joke first, and then we'll go into the serious part. So, so one of my co-travelers uh, wrote to his, was in communication with his wife, and she said, "Hmm. So you you visit uh, you visit Zarif, and uh, and he resigns. Uh, any possibility of your going to the White House?" <laughs> <laughs> But um, but but he he was very telling, and this is I think more about the relationships that um, that he spoke so fondly of John Kerry, with whom he had negotiated. Oh, the Secretary of State. The, uh, yeah, yep. The the whole Iran nuclear mm -hmm. deal. Mm -hmm. He when he was Secretary of State. Yeah. And and I think it's really important for us to uh, to be aware of of the the years in which we actually practiced various forms of diplomacy uh, which is what secretaries of state I think have usually yeah. done um, and and so it was it was very moving to to hear him talk about the painstaking work they did to make sure every uh, I, I was dotted and T crossed so that this this treaty was was basically uh, foolproof and uh, and and very clear and uh, and and the inspectors went in and Iran had kept to its its oh, yeah. commitment oh, yeah. Absolutely. you know but what did the United States do tore it up yeah dropped yeah. out so uh, uh, go back 
uh, 15, 20 years, and uh, there's a similar pattern with North Korea. Like we made we made a tentative, less comprehensive nuclear deal with them, and you know, like, don't nuclearize, and we'll we'll provide you with food and economic assistance. And they were like, all right, that sounds good, because it's a lot of work and money to nuclear, you know. And then you know, under Clinton, and then as soon as Bush came into office, we really just dropped the ball on that. And they're like, all right, well, you know, if there's no carrot, then. Eh. <laughs> I just want to yeah. give a Republican view just for a second. Um, Please. Maybe not so Republican. One is that I, I do believe that they discovered that they were not following the, the Clinton plan, that they were discovered to be cheating. Oh, sure. Yep. And the second thing is that I wouldn't give John Kerry, um, although you're getting it straight from the Iranians, so your yeah. information is more accurate. Under um, Hillary Clinton, there was a fellow, and I'm drawing a blank on his name, but he was considered to be one of the great negotiators, young man. And um, shoot, I just forgot his name. But they really architected that deal. It's true that Kerry was there when it was signed. Yeah. But that for, for once, I just want to make sure that the woman gets the credit. On International Women's Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. Hillary Clinton. And, and every other day of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah should be no. 365. Yeah. She she got the she got the ball rolling. Well, and they yeah, they absolutely. really created the whole framework. Yes. And I can't think of the fellow's name, but they say he's going to be Secretary of State one day. And I can't think it's like Johnson or it's like a a real unrememberable like Chris Johnson or something like that. But just to say out loud that it wasn't really Kerry, mm -hmm. from my perspective, it was actually Hillary Clinton and her all the work that she did, killing herself trying to be but Secretary it, of State. Yeah. It's yes, I, I mean. You know, the person who signs it gets the credit. That's well, that's it, true. It, it, and he did he did get it through the gate. And it was a long term project. Yeah. I mean, just like yeah. I I remember when we were talking with uh, um uh oh my god, I've forgotten the name of the mayor of East Hampton. We've had her on the show a few times. La Thank you, Nicole LaChapelle. Hi, Nicole. Um, <laughs> Hi. <laughs> but, you know, it's like there, there was a lot of up, up, uproar about the uh, uh, new uh, school, middle school that's being built there and the mm -hmm. costs and so forth. And, you know, a lot of people were blaming her. For like, this seems like a terrible plan. And it's like a lot of this groundwork was laid by her predecessor, <laughs> yeah. Michael Totsnick. You know? She just or, tried or, to pull um, it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Michael Totsnick yeah. and um, – uh, Ah uh, man, I'm totally spacing on everybody's names tonight. But anyway, her her, her immediate predecessor, uh, the woman who yeah. performed my wedding ceremony years ago, um, <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah, I mean, sure, Nicole definitely is the the buck stops with her in yeah. terms of East Hampton. But at the same time, like it's it's who teed it up, yeah, yeah. who teed it up, the predecessors, and Hillary Clinton definitely. It is something that redounds to her credit. I think. Yeah, I do want to yeah. uh, give Sue a bit of support for. Uh, sure. quick fact, fact check uh, that she is correct. It later emerged that North Korea had been cheating by pursuing secret uranium a secret re uranium route to making a bomb. That was enough for the Hawks and the Bush administration, John Bolton among them, to kill off the agreed framework. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted to kill it anyway, but yeah. there was a fact. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. It's, <laughs> there was and, a fact. Yeah. And, and uh, North Korea is not exactly trustworthy, but like there's, <laughs> there's like secretly trying to cheat and then there's like, nah, screw it. <laughs> and before but, that, they had already had a run-in with the uh, international the inspectors, yeah, inspectors yeah. and they right. wouldn't let them in. I so forgot about that. I remember yeah. that back in the yeah. day. Uh -huh. But I think one of the things that's happening now, and it'll be interesting to see because this this coming week, their, their big uh, Korea talks in D.C., and, and one of the things is the possibility that if 
if Mr. Trump, President Trump, wants to exclude himself, he can very well do that. But that will not stop the North and South Koreans from talking to each other. Absolutely. And they're the ones who have who have the investment. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And and, and it, Moon is very much a peace seeker. The, yes. The, yeah, oh, the president yeah. of South Korea. Yeah. 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 He's really, I think he's the one that's teed this one up. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I just want to say, I absolutely support South Korea's right to exist. And I'm glad that, you know, <laughs> we are continuing our in investment in their military defense against possible tyranny and invasion. But, you know, at the same time, like... Well, I tell you, you know, like they're they're a separate country and they have their own interests and we have our own interests and we don't necessarily see eye to eye on everything. You know, I think President Trump's administration has like totally screwed it all up, but I totally understand the you know, like you know, like like not everything you want is what we want. Well, it wasn't exactly 1948, but once upon a time there was one country called Korea. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And and, uh, and does South there Korea was, have a right to exist? <laughs> well, uh, does, or do they choose to have a right to exist? Well, does North well, Korea have a right to exist? Or I mean, do they want to be a Korea? I mean, abstract. Yeah, I, well, abstractly, <laughs> sure, you can Families have North and South Korea. Families on both side of that civil war. Right. People that yeah. have been, yeah. It's, I, mean, I mean, my problem with North Korea isn't that it exists as a separate political entity. It's that it's a bloodthirsty tyranny. <laughs> <You know>? Oh, <laughs> and it sounds like some other countries we know. Exactly. Yeah, so how many Perhaps do we go and we interfere in? Perhaps one we are sitting in right now. <laughs> a bloody turkey? Well, uh, you know, if you were that police officer that finally just got indicted for manslaughter for shooting an, a guy in a car who broke down. In Florida? The only oh, reason. He, he wasn't indicted. He was convicted. Convicted. But the yes. only reason he was convicted is because AAA yes. had a recording of the of the incident yeah. because the person was on the phone with AAA. If there hadn't been that, he would have gotten away scot-free. There yeah, were at least three people, three people this, this didn't. week got off scot-free. Uh -huh. um, well, various police officers, the, other people. The two police officers, and I want to say Sacramento, who shot uh, Stefan Douglas uh, in his backyard. Holding a cell phone. In yeah, his yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. In his scot -free. They're running around and they run into his backyard. He doesn't even know they're there and they, they shoot him. Yeah, because yeah. he saw a flash from his... Uh, or the man phone. just, just but, uh, on the yeah. news this morning who was uh, who was taking trash out of his own... Oh, yeah. Yes. And, and the and police officer challenged questioned him. him. It's yeah. almost like, him. It's like Henry yeah. Louis Gates trying to get into his own home right. yeah. and the Cambridge yeah. police. <laughs> so, but I mean, in Stefan Douglas, we actually have footage. Like, oh, yeah. Like, there's no, there's no dispute about <laughs> what happened and how it went down. Um, so... Well, the, the thing in the other case is that he actually tried to lie about it. He tried to say that he had done these things, yeah. and they were able to prove sure. that all he right. hadn't. All right, but I mean, like, even even lying about it, like, there's still... I'm not saying that yeah. that's a guarantee. I'm just saying that you have to have at least that much in order to make it happen, is what I mean. You have to have all of these things that you wouldn't have to have if it was another situation. If that person had been white, yes. you would not have the, the same his situation. Car, his SUV had broken down. He was on yeah. the phone with triple a yeah. yeah but uh, at, the, so we, at the very least you know thank god you know the courts actually did something resembling justice this time yeah but you know the, you're you're so right in this whole litany of how many people and and it keeps going yeah you know it's not as though this was something that happened and oh wasn't that a shame and thank god we don't do that anymore 
it's happening it's been the today. last yeah. constant because of video we get to see it for a change that's yeah. really the yeah. change is because of the cameras in the cell phone. and yeah. when you look at absolute numbers it's true more white people are killed by black people but when you do it as a percentage of population black people are at least three times more likely to be killed or seriously injured by police than white people and so it's a real thing it is you know you can say to the cows come home that more white people are killed by black people than than are killed by cops than than black people but that is only if you look at the absolute numbers sure yeah so i think we should just take the guns away from the police i think so too i i i think there's some some wisdom to that but yeah, and I get f- afraid when the police are outgunned. So, well, I, I, like see, I think we should take the guns, guns away from everybody. Well, that's yes. <laughs> I, that Australia, would be the who idea. did that? Australia. Australia. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, and, and you know, armed police units. I'm not saying there shouldn't be any police officers with guns, but I'm just saying, like, the average patrol person going out there, like, I don't know that they need a gun. I mean, you can, for one thing, you can do a lot of damage to somebody with a billy club, and and for another, a lot of Americans want to respect the police. Like, like the like a lot of Americans see legitimacy in the idea of a police department and police officers making sure that people don't speed or drive drunk. Well, no, but I, I mean, like, it's no. one thing to say, like, I'm in favor of this idea. I just, you know, I don't want a police department that's going to immediately view me with hostility and suspicion and is more likely to shoot me for no reason. I, I think like, there's a like, sh- that's a problem. I, I like <laughs> you know, the that's North- why black lives matter. And it's horrible that we have to keep reminding people black lives matter i like the northampton police i just have to tell you guys two seconds of a story i bought my house i like the chief chief uh i like her too yeah Yeah. she's good um so i bought my house from a family the husband was a policeman who had long since deceased the story that somebody told me one of the neighbors was that he had never discharged his firearm he'd been a lifelong northampton police so his last day on the job he went down somewhere and discharged it just so just so he could do it. I've done it. <laughs> yeah. That is a funny story. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, that I guy never funny. bothered anyone ever again. <laughs> yeah. right. well, the thing that I think is so important that we never talk about is the fact that police need to be trained properly. If you asked members, if you when you ask members of armed services how they view the way that police act, they will give you a litany of how mm-hmm. incredibly horribly police act they, they, they don't follow t- rules of engagement the way our military does yeah. absolutely not and i think that you know we fear the idea Six of the militarization of, of police and yet i would feel much safer around a soldier who has been trained in you know urban combat in a place like iraq than i would a police officer in america these days well, see, the police officers here though have to do a lot of mental health work i mean they are just being well, everything's being shoveled to. yes on top of them i mean they're solving a lot of our so you know when we deinstitutionalize people you know just felt they end up dealing with just so many the, things the, there are definitely issues but i think uh, especially uh, law and order less law so order. well, well <laughs> Like perhaps a little less so here in like in Northampton where you have like a progressive police chief who's like, you know, wants training their credit, you know, wants to have, have, you know, like, like have, have training and wants to run a a more peaceful department. But, uh, oh, and we almost have to wrap up, but it, it reminds me of, of, of Vietnam, honestly, like American service people in Vietnam, because there were sections of the country that were just like declared, I think it was free fire zones. Does that yep. ring a bell mm. for you guys? Yeah. Yep. You know, and, and it's like, well, you know, as soon as it's like, hey, if someone looks dangerous to you, go ahead and shoot them. 
And we pretty much allow cops to behave like that, especially Absolutely. more so in some parts of the country than others. And again, Black Lives Matter. We have to say that because in a lot of cases, it's like, well, that that black guy, he was do, he was existing over there. Mm-hmm. And know? they are trained to actually fire to kill rather than to um, it, to to to, maim. to maim in many cases because of the idea that, you know, then you know that they're not going to retaliate at you because they're dead. So, you know, a soldier would never do that oh, no, they, I, I, <laughs> in, in, in that situation where it's just a person standing there, you know. I've, I mean, not any soldier, obviously, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but there have been many soldiers who accounts I've read about, you know, looking at these kinds of videos and just being horrified. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Paki, I'm sorry, I cut yeah. you off. No, 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 no. That's, um, I mean, when, when you were talking about our, our police chief, there was an incident last, uh, this fall, I think, where uh, the, the police were invited to uh, get training in Israel Oh, and they wouldn't let her go. Wouldn't and, let him go. And, uh, yes, and yeah. and there was there was an outcry to say we don't need to send our our troop our police to Israel for training, mm. yeah. and and uh, and she she yielded to yeah. that pressure. Yeah. yeah, and yet Nicole LaChapelle came in and told us all about her trip to Israel and how helpful it was to understand yeah. sort of you know though it wasn't what for the, it, it wasn't for police training no no it was <laughs> and it also yeah. was a was not a state sponsored kind of thing she got to see both wasn't sides it? no it was it was through APAC. Was it? Was yeah. it through APAC? Are you sure? Yeah, and but she said they let them go into Palestine, and they. I, I don't think things. it was through APAC. I think it was through a different nonprofit. Pretty positive. We'll have to ask her next time yep. we get her yeah. in. But I'm pretty sure, sure it was APAC. Darn it! I knew I should have paid attention. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh so God, thanks Rin, for, for we can uh, have you back to talk thanks more. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'll be back in this summer, <laughs> and uh, and until then, I'll. Uh, I'll I'll take a picture of the uh, the flag outside Elizabeth Warren's office and send it to you. Nice, <laughs> nice. <Great. laughs> wow, we really do have to wrap up. Oh, so I'm so sure. <clears throat> I'm sorry. So that's that's going to do it for civil politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, coming up next, we've got uh, subculture followed by table of contents and OK Asia. Uh, and lots more music going into the wee hours. Uh, podcasts of the show will be up on the various services, uh, usually over the weekend. And uh, we do still have an encore presentation on Monday afternoons at four. So listen to us again. Anyway, that'll do for now for civil politics uh, tonight. Uh, thank you for listening. Good night. This show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. For more information, please visit www.planetside.pro. And thank you for listening.